You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Are you kidding me? You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. It is the Wednesday, October 6th edition of the show. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. And Chris is rocking and rolling on the phone again for those that have not been paying attention. Uh, weekday shows, Chris has been knocking it out via phone call, and it's uh, it's actually worked out okay. We, we were a little worried about it, but thus far, everything seems to go well. Chris, how's everything in your world? Man, it's going all right. It's going all right. I appreciate you letting me do this. So. Oh, anytime, anytime. I'm glad that uh, that you still have time to do this. <laughs> Things I'll make have been time crazy. for this. Uh, you bet. This is, this is one of the few. This is one of the few things I'm actually have decent at. So. I I can understand that. I feel the same way. Uh, another fantastic week of football is gone. We have another fantastic week coming up. Uh, we only get so many of these in a year, right? It, so these these fall Saturdays and Sundays. We got to make sure and take advantage of them. We don't have as much time to talk about news as we would like to often, but uh, but this go round, like we we gonna talk about some news before we get into the NFL recap and the NFL slate for this week. Uh, but before I get us started, winningcureseverything.com is the website. Go there, subscribe where you need to subscribe, etc. And make sure and leave a nice five star review on the podcast. Uh, Apple Podcast is where you can do that. I don't know about everywhere else. I don't know if you can leave reviews everywhere else, but if you can, we would certainly appreciate that if you would do so uh, so kindly. And of course, the show every week brought to you by BetUS, where the game begins. They are America's premier top sports book. You can sign up using the promo code NCAAF2021. It's going to get you 125% deposit bonus. I can't tell you enough how great of a deal that is. Go and make sure that you get signed up. If you go down to the description on this show, whether it's on YouTube or on the podcast, you can just click the link, and it's going to toss in the promo code for you. So go ahead and knock that out. Do yourself a favor. I've been using them forever. They've always treated me nice. They will treat you well as well. Uh, And, of course, Chris does a show for Sportsbook Review, the college football show uh, with Chris, of course. He knocks that thing out. I knock out the BetUS college football show we both do multiple shows a week, and the links are in the description to make sure that you are signed up. Chris, what in the hell is going on with Urban Meyer? <laughs> uh, 
man, you know, I, so I, I rip on this guy a lot, right? Like, I've been real hard on him. I'm not an Urban Meyer fan. I don't like him. I, um, I thought his apology is the most honest he may have ever been, ever, in public. I think he's one of the fakest people I've ever seen. That actually looked genuine. It looked like a man that was in pain. And I'm going to tell you, I kind of understand just, you know what? Life sucks right now. Fuck all of this. I'm going out. I'm getting shitty. And, and I'm having a good time. And these girls start grinding up on me. And you know what? God damn it, I'm going to like it. Okay? Because life sucks right now. And that's it. So, like, does life suck for him compared to people who work three jobs and, and only see their kids every other month? Like, no. No. He, he's living an unbelievable life. But for the life that he is used to, for what has come in his world, is something that he has never expected or encountered. And he's having a tough time dealing with it. He blew off some steam and by doing so hurt no one but maybe his wife. Yeah. The, the fact that people are so worried about this uh, impacting the team, impacting uh, his, the fact his that he job. Had to apologize to the team, son of a bitch. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> apologize to a ridiculous. bunch of grown men. Gary, you and I work together. Okay, we're partners in this thing. All right, and if and if you went out and you had some young gal grind it all up on your way, that is between you, her, and your wife. You don't owe me a damn apology ever, nor it, anybody else. By the way, let's let's look at it from the team perspective. If anybody on that team got caught doing this, do you think they would ever have to address it with the team? I, I don't. <laughs> I don't think so. No. What what you worry about is guys getting in trouble. What you worry about is fights what you worry about is things that are you know trouble with the law that that type of stuff but but dancing with some girls are you kidding me it's it's ridiculous it's the whole thing is it's it's literally the the most likable i've ever seen urban b is in that apology i felt i i genuinely felt bad for him because you know this might be the first time this man's ever felt remorse because i kind (laughs) of think he's like a like a kind of a piece of shit guy, right? Yeah. I, but maybe he's not a complete sociopath because he looked like a man who 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 needed a little forgiveness. And I'm a guy who needs forgiveness all the damn time. Okay? I do. I look at it and, like this, right? Hey, let me, so let me I interrupt understand. you. I, I, yeah, I look at it as this guy, uh, like you said, went out to blow off a little steam. Uh, it, things are not going well, etc. But I, I don't believe... That this was something that, and so all the people this weekend that have talked about, oh, is he doing it on purpose so that he can take the USC job? He really wants out of there. Da, da, da. I don't believe that's it. I don't think he did this on purpose. I think this was, like you said, a guy that was going out and blowing off steam. Does this mean that he won't be the Jacksonville coach for long? I don't know. the The comments that came out from uh, Shad Khan, the owner of the Jaguars, were very interesting. Where he was talking about, you know, he's going to have to earn our respect and earn our trust after this. This is completely inexcusable. That It's like, no, it's not inexcusable. This is stupid. If he was 4-0 instead of 0-4, he wouldn't have to earn shit. Exactly. He wouldn't have to earn a damn thing, Gary. No, he wouldn't he even have to, to earn their res- he, has to, he has to earn their respect because he's losing. All right? And that's what he needs to get some respect on his name for. That's right. a, they, he, they needs, finally, he needs to win a football game. Yeah, they finally had a good game. They lost at the Bengals, but I don't think that's anything to to scoff at right now. The Bengals are beating a lot of teams. 
So well, now hang on. I think they played the Cardinals pretty damn well, but th- that's just a team that's a buzzsaw right now. Yes, but man, I mean, they were in that game too until the very end, and yes. that's a team that's far more talented than they are. So not that in the NFL you ever get moral victories, but but man, what are we talking about? That was a good game up until the fourth quarter, and we knew that this was a rebuilding effort in Jacksonville. Like we expect, almost expected. 0-4 out the gate. You got a rookie quarterback. Your your other first-rounder got hurt in the preseason. Like, <laughs> what are we looking at? Like, this this roster is awful. I, I just yes. I don't know what this the expectations are. Com- it's a complete rebuild. They do have a transcendent young quarterback, we believe. We believe. They have very, very, very little talent at the skill positions. And, uh, and that's not to say the guys that they have aren't great. They're not great. They're good. And none of them, they don't have enough of them to have depth anywhere. Right. Correct. Can't deal with injuries, can't deal with all that. So, yeah, this Urban Meyer stuff is, is very strange. I don't believe in any way is Urban trying to self-sabotage. Now, he, he could be doing it uh, subconsciously, um, but I, I would never imagine no, that this... I just, I, just think, no, I just think he's trying to blow off some steam. This is a guy that, he's, that night, he was not thinking about next year or next you know, the six months. Hell, he wasn't even thinking the next five minutes. He just no. thought, you know what? I need a drink right now. I just went out with my family. I'm sitting in the way, and I'm I'm blowing off some steam. Well, and That's big all. big part of this, he stayed in Ohio after that game against Cincinnati. I would imagine to just get away for a little bit, go somewhere where everybody likes you, right? <laughs> like, yeah. When when you're yeah. in Ohio, That's why he, I you're think, a guy. I'm gonna say this. There's a reason he was wearing his Ohio State hoodie or pullover and not his uh, Jaguars pullover. Yes. There's a reason that I think he went out wearing the Ohio State gear. Yes. It's because this makes me feel good. This is when I was a king. This is when I was a god. And he just wanted to feel like that for a minute. This is a guy, let me be clear, I don't like this guy. I have it. And, and it's not because I'm an asshole. I am, but it's, it's because I he I don't find him genuine at all. I do believe the apology that he gave. I didn't think it was necessary, but I I thought that was the most honest I've ever seen Urban. Like I told you before, if Urban gave me my address, just told it to me and said, "This is where you live," I, I think I would hit every house in my neighborhood before I got there because I just can't believe he's telling the truth. Okay, just the man's a liar. The other day, yesterday, I guess Monday, he I just found him to be genuine and and honest for the first time ever. Yes, yes, I I tend to agree with you. Uh, No context, college football, by the way, on Twitter uh, put out a picture from a couple of years ago when he was working at Fox Sports, and it was a just a screenshot that said criteria to examine for struggling teams according to Urban Meyer. Number one was trust issues number two was dysfunctional environment number three was selfishness uh i thought that was rather comical but also uh i I don't really look at this situation as as anything crazy like (laughs) i don't know what we're doing here so uh we'll we'll move off of that we have spent long enough on urban meyer for today's show i i do want to get into something that we discussed last week or, or planned to discuss last week and that is the AAC is not going to get Colorado State and Air Force. Both of those schools have elected to stay 
in the Mountain West. Now, we already had talked about San Diego State and Boise said that they are not going to join the AAC. I think the biggest thing about this is the AAC is going to have to maybe maintain a little more regionality. They're going to have to stay on this side of of the country to figure out who their next teams are going to be because I don't think you're going to get them from the Mountain West. If you look at what the Mountain West already has, Chris, they reasonably could broker a deal that would pay their schools more than what the current AAC has, right? And when I say current, yeah. I'm talking about the Cincinnati, Houston, and uh, who am I missing that went over to... Uh, yes, UCF. Yes, UCF. UCF. Uh, so those have already moved over to the Big 12. You know, within the next couple of years, that's when they will start in the Big 12 conference. It, the current landscape for the AAC, I don't know, would bring in as much money as what the Mountain West will bring in on their next TV deal. If you're the AAC, obviously the next one up is is UAB. you got to figure out if you can get UAB from Conference USA, and I would imagine they will be able to get that done. But this is not just to do with money for the first time in, in quite some time. I think the Mountain West stuff has to do with, hey, yeah, we might make a couple more million dollars on the TV deal, maybe, but what are we going to do with our non-revenue sports? Like, we still got to be yeah. able to, to send these guys somewhere close enough to where we can compete. And, and if you're the AAC, I think you got to start figuring that out. Uh, other than UAB, uh, where does the AAC go next? Uh, I mean, I've told you before, I would go to Myrtle Beach. I would, yep. I would go get Coastal. Uh, I, think, I think they're building a program there. And, and it could be a thing where once Jamie Chadwell's gone, they're nothing. But what is the rest of the American, right? Like, right now, they would probably be one of the favorites to win the American if they walked in the American today as it's constituted in the next year or two once, once it's all settled. So, you know, I would call them. Um, it gives you, you know, a footprint in South Carolina that you don't have, but you're still in the South. Um, you know, it, it, that would be one team I would call. I, I would try to go get Army. I would call Army as well. Yeah, I, I look at uh, – I'm, I'm curious about markets. Are they going to start shooting for big markets, right? Uh, you no. lost – no, they're already in the biggest markets in the country, Gary. They're well, already it, in the biggest markets in the country. It, the reason I say that, so you've got UT San Antonio, right? It's so you okay, bring in that okay, San Antonio yeah, they could market. because they're losing Houston, so that yeah. helps. So that, that would certainly that helps. help. Uh, you're going to keep SMU, so that definitely helps. So you're in Dallas in that area. Um, from there, I, I don't know, like, do you go back into Florida if you've already got USF? Like, you've got South Florida, you've got the Tampa market. Do you try and bring in an FAU or an FIU? I, I doubt it. I don't know what no, the next. I wouldn't, wouldn't, I wouldn't care about that, man. I'm, I'm not really. I'm not really sure exactly. Like I said, the only the only two gimmies that I would go get. Oh, you know what? I might. I mean, I might go get Louisiana. That's that's a possibility. Uh, that's the second biggest school in the state of Louisiana. I, I have heard uh, rumblings that they would be interested in Charlotte, but. I mean, that program's still relatively new as far as FBS goes. There is a well, lot of uh, potential growth. Charlotte Charlotte fits the mold of what they look like. <clears throat> the biggest, it's one of the big, is Charlotte bigger than Raleigh? It's one of the biggest yeah. cities in North Carolina, in the state. And, and that's what they have. You know, they've got Memphis. And, and Memphis was the biggest city in, in Tennessee before Nashville became what it is. But that's the last 10 years. Yeah. Um, uh, you know they've got Philadelphia. They've got you know they they've got big city markets. They had Houston. Um, so so getting the you know a big city school.
school, you know, from a southern state. Not a bad idea. That follows follows the trend um, of, of what you've got. I think I think if you're the AAC, you've got to figure out: Are you more worried in markets, or are you more worried in brands? Because if you're worried in brands, then you got to bring in App State, or at least have a discussion. You got to talk oh, to Louisiana. Yeah. No, like, I would. But yeah. here's the problem: At some point in time, you're just going to fill up with nothing but North Carolina and, and, and South Carolina schools. But I mean, yeah. I guess is that a problem? Is that wrong? Is that bad? Because those are brands, and that's a good football market. Yes, no, it definitely is. I, I'm very, I'm very curious what they're going to try and do. Do you, do you worry about? I mean, obviously, you want TV to matter, but are you more worried about eyeballs uh, as far as the people that will tune in? Or are you more worried about the potential for people that will tune in? So um, let me let I'm, me I'm, talk about I'm this, sure. okay? Like, all right, so you've got, you've got. I'm going to use this cow, so cow Berkeley, right? Yeah. That is that is a that is a pretty good sized school in in the largest state in the country. Correct. I don't know if they're bigger than, than Texas or not, but but pretty damn big state. But nobody nobody within a you know three hundred mile radius of Cal gets a damn about Cal football. Okay, <laughs> like like they don't have unless you went to Cal and actually liked football. Nobody cares, right? Correct. But if but Birmingham. Birmingham is the epicenter. So while it has a fraction of a fraction of the amount of people, the amount of people that love college football and would be interested in any brand that's good or exciting are in Birmingham. That So so you're getting a, a bigger percentage. I would think the same would be for Charlotte. I would think the same would be said for App State. These are small places with not a lot of people. But the people that are there support the program from a local perspective and a statewide perspective. You don't get that at some of these other places. Yes. When you get outside of the South or the Midwest, nobody really cares about college football. But you get big, you get big uh, cities. You get much more people. But you don't actually get fans. So how do, I've never understood how that helps your brand. I've never understood how getting eyeballs in California or in New York actually helps anybody make more money because I don't think more people might be watching, but the people watching don't actually care what they're watching. Right. It's no, just it's, on at a sports bar. It, it's the So there's the difference, right? Let's, let's just take a look at Georgia. So if the AAC were to try and take a Sunbelt team from the state of Georgia – do you go with yeah. Georgia State, who is in the biggest city in the state, uh, and that would be Atlanta, Georgia State, of course, uh, the Panthers, or do you go with Georgia Southern, who has a longer history, a bigger, more, uh, what, what's the word, a, a more devout fan base uh, over in That's, Statesboro, which is a much smaller city? Like, yeah. you're going to so, have more fans with Georgia Southern, I think. Yeah, I'm with you. So if I was the athletic director, or the, the, the not the athletic director, the, uh, the conference commissioner, I would go after the places that have the fans with, with more passion, I guess, if that's something that you need. All right. In this situation, if I'm picking between those two schools, cause I wouldn't take both. I, I would go after the bigger brand of those two just because, so I, I would probably do the same thing in North Carolina. Like if you told me you could have Charlotte or app state, I would take app state because there's plenty of people in Charlotte that are app state fans. 
because everybody in North Carolina is really proud. Even your UNC fans and your Duke fans are really proud of App State because they're the little guy. that could, we, we live in Mississippi. But if Southern Miss was doing something special, if Southern Miss was the equivalency of App State, we, even though we don't, we didn't go there. We, we've never been fans. Of, we would love them for what they're giving us. Yes. Because they're from our state and they're doing something special all the time. Yeah. No, I, I tend to agree. So that is, so of I course. Think, I think like, I would go with a better program than, than I would, you know, than I would the bigger city just because I think that's, that's how most fans react. And I could be way wrong. I just think if you're good and you have exciting games on TV, more people are going to watch. Yeah. I, and just, I because you're, just because you're from a big market doesn't mean anybody's going to watch if you're not good and if you're not entertained. No, you're, you're definitely not wrong on, on that for sure. All right, so Chris, I've got to ask you about Pete Thamel's article over at Yahoo Sports, and I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but basically... It is discussing the, uh, people say it's a foregone conclusion right now, but the idea that Ed Orgeron right, might not be the head coach at LSU next season. And he starts discussing the idea of James Franklin along with some other candidates as well. But, uh, but he brings up Scott Woodward, the AD at LSU, as a big game hunter. Right, The guys that he yep. brought into Texas A&M and, and who he has hired in the past, when he was at Washington, he hired Chris Peterson as the head coach. Um, he, he does not exactly go after the, the small hires. And, and I tweeted on Max Olson's uh, tweet earlier, just responded to it and said, all right, I don't know that Franklin would work. I doubt that uh, I doubt LSU would bring in Kiffin, uh, Hugh Freeze. Uh, I, think, I, think you're, I, think, I think you're wrong about that one. You you think why would uh, they not bring Lane? Why would they not bring Lane in? Tell me why you think they wouldn't do it. I think uh, they prefer a coach that would not uh, stir up shit as much as Lane. Mm, but I, I, I don't could think be they wrong care about that. So no, no, I don't think they could. So I think I think I think you I think you grossly underestimate the state of Louisiana <laughs> and what they're known for, which is stirring up shit. Gary, you, you ever you, have a you ever been there? Uh, no, I've I've been down there. No, you're you're not, not wrong. A, not a whole lot of not a whole lot of laid back folks that that are just easy going and want to kind of stay quiet and hide. Okay, they okay. like to be out in front and they they dress a little wild and and they they grow their hair a little crazy and they 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 like to cause a scene. That's the uh, and they the like Cajuns, to throw a party. Yeah, the Cajuns like to throw a party. And and Lane Kiffin, I yeah. believe, would be somebody that would be all up into a party. So he he would he would he would be my number one choice. All right, so that's that's number one. Uh, I brought up Hugh Freeze, but I doubt that that one's going to happen if for no other reason than the SEC does not want that to happen, and I'm sure they would uh, let Woodward well, know. Well, uh, I'll tell you this. I, I do believe that this is a school. This is, this is the one school. Well, Auburn's pretty good at it, too. That, that we're two schools, Auburn and LSU, that have no problems telling the SEC that they can go properly screw themselves. I believe that if Freeze was going to get a job, it would have been Auburn. But that's that's just I, I but that's 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 fine. That's fine. They don't have an athletic director that that that's big game hunter. That's true. They went and got a small name. That's true. Now the the names that I actually brought up uh, in this were Jeff Halfley, uh, who is the Boston College head coach, and has zero chance. And I brought up Mel Tucker, 
who has so I like I like both those guys. Yeah. I, zero I, chance. Those aren't big game guys, dude. That's what that's what boring athletic directors to go do. Uh, you think a boring athletic director would go to Michigan State and grab a coach that's starting to have success? I mean, at, like Tucker, yeah. I think would be the almost a perfect fit. You might be right, and I like Mel Tucker. That's not what Woodbridge. He's gonna go get a big name. He's gonna go pay somebody nine million dollars a year. That's what he's gonna do. Which means he's not gonna get Jimbo because uh, you, you would have to go beyond ten to go get Jimbo. Oh, no, but do we you don't even have, want we Jimbo? Don't, well, even let's say Jimbo didn't lose the other day, and let's say Jimbo was the second best coach in in SEC. Okay, let's say he he didn't have the woes that he has right now, and he was the star that he was brought in to be. We don't have the money to compete with Texas A&M. While LSU is a massive school, Louisiana is one of the poorest states in the union, and we don't have that kind of fan base. We don't have that kind of money. Yeah. We can't compete with A&M. We're not even close to compete with A&M on a dollars-to-dollars standpoint. So is there anybody else that you could think of that would be a big name other than like an Urban Meyer or something like that? Um that that would be somebody uh, I mean, that you would look at. The two big names were were Lane and Hugh. I do think it's going to be an offensive guy because I think people in Louisiana are really, really, really sick of our offense being shitty. Um, that's that's something that's frustrating people. Um, I'm sure if I put any time into thinking about it, I could come up with maybe I don't know three other names. But I, I just I haven't I haven't put any time into it at all. I you know this is this is one of those things where. I, I would I would go because because it's not gonna be my call because I would I would bring in Mel and I would give him a hell of a look you know what I'm saying yeah. but but that they're just not gonna do that I mean it, that look, would, it, would, he's just not LSU did bring in a former Michigan State head coach and that seemed to work out pretty well uh, back 21 years ago so you know that's all right well if you're talking about Nick Saban listen as much as they're mad right now at O did you know that as of today. As of right now, after Saturday's loss, Coach Orgeron and, 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 and Nick Saban have the exact record at LSU, both with one national championship. That is interesting. That is interesting. Um, I would imagine that – all right, O has been there – I don't even know how long. Did it – Nick Saban was there for one more season after the national championship, right? And he won it in yes. 2003, so he was there from 2000 through 2000. 2004. So five seasons. Yeah. Uh, o has now been there for, at, do you count, 16? Well, that's, that's, why, that's, why he's, that's why he's there. If you're counting the win losses, yes, because that's why he was there. That's why he's got the same record in the middle of the season. Gotcha. Okay. Okay, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. That's, uh, that's very interesting. Very interesting. I don't think that um, – I don't know. I mean, who who would you rather have as the head coach right now, Saban or, or Coach O? Like, do you believe that there's a rebound coming? Well, no. God damn. That's like the <laughs> – No, that I'm, might, I'm with you. That's a, that's a shit question. That's like ridiculous. <laughs> I don't even know. I should not have asked that question. That's stupid. I don't even know. Um, no, I'm, so tell me this. Like, do you think that this is way too early? Like, it, it surprised no. me that four games into the season, or five games into the season, uh, Dan was already writing the article that's basically an obituary for Ed Orgeron at LSU. Well, but we're, we're already into this because we're projected, right? Like, right. if he wins out, then we're fine. But he's got to – here's the deal. If he wins eight games, I think he's safe. 
But the problem is, is you look at that schedule and you say, where are we going to get six more wins? And I don't know the answer to that. I, I really have no idea. So, ah, all right, let's let's get off of this. Let's uh, let's talk a little NFL right quick. Uh, very quickly on the recap, um, we okay. So last week was was <laughs> the NFL recap a recap for week four was uh, a bit of a dud, a bit of a dud, right? Uh, best games of the weekend like Bucks Pats, but it was not exactly a clean game. It was played in in the rain. It was uh, I mean it came down to the Pats missing a field goal. I, I think that was the, the best game of the weekend. You could maybe say Washington over the Falcons. That was 34-30, and Washington had to score two touchdowns with less than four minutes left on the clock in the game. Uh, it, are those the only two that you would even look at? Yeah, I mean, it was a bad weekend um, of, of NFL football. Well, I mean, the Thursday night game was spectacular, but that we that. Yeah, you got that right. Uh, the most surprising result, uh, I actually got the Giants over the Saints in overtime. Uh, New Orleans' first game back in the city, in the Superdome, uh, and they get beat by the Giants, who had not won a game yet. Uh, found that a little intriguing. Um, but at, at this point, I think I know what the Saints are, and that's uh, good Saints, bad Saints, and it just depends on the week, right? So <laughs> week one and week yep. three, they look great. Week two and week four, they looked awful. Um, that would mean if we're on a on a schedule here, then the Saints should look pretty good in Week Five. But obviously, we shall see. Uh, who do you have as lost the weekend? Like I, I think it's I think one of them is pretty clear. But but who did you have? I think I think the Tennessee Titans are bad at football. Uh, yeah, that's uh, you can't you can't lose to the Jets if you're supposed to be a good football team. But you called this in the preseason. Like you did say that the the AFC South was going to be bad, bad this year. Bad. I think the winners going to be below five. Well, I said nine and eight, nine and eight. Yeah, because we got seventeen games. Um, man, we we, whoo, it's it's getting hairy. It's yes. getting hairy. We we might be eight and nine. Yeah, no, Somebody you're, you're not wrong. Uh, also had the uh, the Texans as uh, as who lost the weekend. 40 to nothing to the I mean, Bills. Bad. Uh, Davis Mills, four interceptions, only had uh, like 61 yards uh, passing. Hey, here's a question for you uh, that I just thought about. What, what, like, nobody is even mentioning Deshaun Watson. He is active, he has not been suspended, and they just ain't playing him. Like, and they're, they're not making no. a move. Like, nothing is happening. So there's a lot of people that know, people talk about him almost every weekend in the NFL media. Um, and it's basically, you know, are, when are they going to come off their price? Because the Dolphins have made it abundantly clear that they would take him tomorrow with all the problems that he's got. They're not giving up three first-round picks. They're just not. I don't think like, any rational like it, team would. No. You know, but that's one of those situations where um, they got to come off their price. I think the Eagles would be interested in him right now, and I think the Panthers would be interested in him right now. I think those are three teams that could make a move for him, but the problem is, is none of them, none of them, rightfully so, are giving up three first round picks. No, no, and they absolutely should not. Uh, who do you think won the weekend? So you want me to tell you mine first? Yeah, go ahead. Kyler Murray. The Cardinals are they? They're not the best team in the league, but they are playing insanely well right now. Thirty-seven to twenty win over the Rams. Twenty-four out of thirty-two. For 268 yards, two touchdowns. Um, they, he had six runs for 39 yards. 
He is number one in the NFL in 20-plus yard completions. He's got four touchdowns on throws like that, and he's got 424 yards uh, on passes over 20 yards. That is uh, that is ridiculous. He's completed uh, uh, 13 passes over 20 yards already in, in four weeks. Like that, I feel like he's the answer. Yeah, um, I'm, there's there's no way on earth I'm not picking Tom. Well, no, agreed, agreed. I, don't like, think I, know, that I Kyler... know the whole world is is sick today. Nobody wants to hear about Tom Brady and the Bucks and the Patriots. Nobody wants to hear about that. That was a story for us. Okay, it was a story for Pats fans, Tom Brady fans. That this last week was our week. Okay. And now it's over, but that's who won the weekend for me. I feel like it was a uh, it, it was not just for y'all. I think it was a national story because uh, the ratings were through the friggin' roof. It's second highest no, viewership well, all time for a Sunday night football game. Yes, but but all of all of the I, you know I just got annoyed with people you know making the joke as oh I'm sick of this story I'm sick of this story and yes. National TV media beats the same story over and over and over to death. I don't know what to tell you. That's what they do. They're not great at their jobs. They find one or two things every week and talk about it, and that's it. And this week was they had a big one, and it was a gimme, and so they just all feasted on it, okay? But at the end of the day, that was the story. Oh, yeah. No, it, it definitely it, – I will tell you this. We got very lucky that it ended up being a game. Mac Jones looked pretty good. Uh, you could tell where the mistakes were, and – and the uh, Pats, you know, not able to get it done at the end. Uh, which, which uh, how would you expect a field goal kicker to to hit a fifty six yarder in in weather conditions like that? Yeah, like, that, I would tell you this: that, that's on Bill. That's on Bill. Okay, explain. That's, you don't. That's not the move. You go for the fourth down. Oh yes, yes, yes. No, you no, can't, no. I'm with you. You can't I'm with kick you. that field goal. How's that not on Bill? You can't no, kick that I'm, field goal. Sorry, I, I thought you were talking about the field goal itself. I was like. What, what, like, no, but the kicker can't no, make that. You like, can't, <laughs> you can't kick that field goal. You agreed. You don't do that. Like that, that was just a bad. That was just a dumb move. That was a bad move. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I tend to agree. Uh, you ready to jump into some, uh, some, some NFL Week Five picks? Yeah, man. Let's go. Let's, let's roll. Let's roll through this. We're gonna, we're gonna roll quickly on these today. You have one unheard message. <laughs> Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, game number one, NFL Week Five. Oh, by the way, uh, records overall. I am twenty-one and thirteen against the spread. Chris is seventeen and seventeen. I went six and four last week. Chris went five and five. 
Uh, first game up is Thursday night. The Rams headed to the Seahawks. Seahawks, a two-point underdog at home. Total of 54 and a half. Uh, the Rams are 4-1 against the spread of their last five against the Seahawks, and that was with Jared Goff at quarterback. That is over the last two years because they did play in the playoffs. Um, and the Rams have just had their number for whatever reason, and the Rams have improved, and the Seahawks have kind of stayed the same. I, I feel like this Rams team is going to eat up this offensive line for the Seahawks. I, I just... I got a, a bad feeling about this. Yeah, it seems like it's you know easy money taking the, the Seahawks plus two. I ain't going that way. I'm going to roll with the Rams uh, bouncing back off of a, a loss at home, a big loss to the Cardinals. I uh, I think they get this one done. Yeah, I think I'm with you. Um, I think they win the game outright and, and cover the two. The, I think they're the better football team. The Seahawks team is weird. They're up, they're down. Uh, they If you're a bad team, they're going to let you hang around. That game's going to be really close. If you're a good team, they're going to play really well. They're going to keep this thing close. And they're going to get close to you, but they're not going to do anything special. I I tend to agree with you. I tend to agree. Next game up, London, 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. The Jets taking on the Falcons, and this is a terrible football game that we would likely not be discussing if not for the fact that it is in a standalone window on Sunday morning. So, you know, we'll be pulling up YouTube or, or Yahoo or whatever the, the online spot is, and we'll be watching, I would imagine, early on Sunday while we're doing our college football reaction show. Uh, Falcons are a three-point favorite, total of 46. Of course, the odds brought to you by BetUS, where the game begins. Uh, use the promo code NCAAF2021 to sign up for 125% sign-up bonus. Uh, brother, this is, this is going to sound weird. Uh, the Falcons looked pretty good against Washington last week and, and just let it all go to waste at the very end. Mm-hmm. I, it, it was not uh, the former coach. Uh, it was not Dan. It was uh, just this team does not have a clutch gene for whatever reason. They cannot make the plays when they need to make the plays. And I, I liked what I saw from the Jets last week at home against the Titans. And, and doing that typically is going to get you in trouble other than the fact that the Jets have looked pretty good in multiple games this year. They just finally we're able to put it together and get a win. I'm going to take the Jets plus three over the Falcons here because I think the Jets are a better team. Like, I, I, overall, I think their DVOA is better. I think uh, I, I'm just, I'm kind of sold on on this Jets team as improving, right? These, these are two of the bottom three worst DVOA teams in the country. Uh, but this this Jets defense has shown me a little bit, and, and I don't much trust Atlanta's defense, so I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take the Jets to win because I think they're gonna be to uh, be able to slow down the Falcons. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I think I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go Jets. Now here's the, here's the truth. This is the honest fact of the matter. Okay, I really want to know who's going early and who's going late because every year one team gets there like literally after their Sunday game, they've already flown there, right? And, and another team chooses to fly in like Friday, okay? And every year, the te- it doesn't matter if they're the best team in the world or the worst. Every year, the team that flies in late gets their ass kicked. They are whipped. The, the, the jet lag just physically does something to their body to where they don't play well at all. And it is every time we've done this. So I kind of wish I would know who's flying in now or maybe, you know, Wednesday or Thursday, and who's who's flying in Friday. 
It's I'm trying to look it up and right now, and I don't know that you. I don't know that we can find that information. Now, if they both fly in late, I don't know what that means. <laughs> then, yeah, then yeah. I, you know, then then we get an odd thing. But if if you get reports that one team flew in late and and wanted to practice at home and stay in their house and treat this like a normal road game, then then bet against that team. Yeah, but that tends to make without sense. Without that knowledge, without that knowledge, I'll take the Jets in the point. Uh, Jets also better uh, special teams unit. They're uh, their DVOA for special teams number twenty in the NFL. The Falcons number thirty two. Uh, as far as red zone goes, the the Jets defense in the red zone number six against Atlanta's offense, which is number twenty, and the Jets offense number sixteen in the red zone. Atlanta's defense number thirty two, worst in the league. Um, and as far as variance goes and whatnot, uh, the Jets like. There's there's not a lot of variance with this team. You know exactly what they are. The Falcons uh, can be up, can be down. It's they are number 26 on offensive variance. Uh, that's definitely not good. Definitely not good. Number 17 overall variance for uh, for Atlanta. So I'll uh, I'll roll Jets on that one. Next game on the board. We're moving to Sunday, and we are going to talk the Packers at Cincinnati. The Bengals are a three point dog at home. Total of 50 and a half. And brother, like yes, the uh, the first game for the Packers definitely weighs down all their numbers. Like that, that was just a putrid showing against the Saints in Week One. But overall, this Cincinnati team is is a lot better than expected. Their defense is number five in the NFL uh, in DVOA. I mean, just ridiculous. And their offense is actually better than the Green Bay defense. This looks like a gimme with, with the Packers at minus three. It, it just based on the names and what you have known of them over the years, but brother, I, I'm going to roll Bengals at home plus three. Like I, I feel pretty good about the Cincinnati team, uh, especially at home. Like I, I think that they can actually get a a win here, so I'm certainly going to take them plus the three. Yep, I'm with you. And uh, let me tell you something, man. This this Packers defense, they can't stop the run. They're they're not great. I I think Joe Mixon going to have a big day. And at some point in time, those safeties are going to creep up. And when they do, Boyd is going to going to be open. Uh, Chase is going to be open. And those guys have been making big, big plays. Um, I I don't know if we have reports if T. Higgins is going to be back yet or not. But uh, if Higgins is back, man, this offense is scary. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. All right, next one up. We have got uh, another 1 p.m. Eastern time game here. Uh, that would be the Saints headed to the Washington football team and Washington a two-point dog at home, total of 44 and a half. Uh, I, this is, I don't know what to make of this, right? Washington, number 18 overall in DVOA. Uh, New Orleans is actually number seven, although their variance uh, as far as the, the volatility on whether or not this team plays really well or really bad is actually like number three in the NFL. Like they're the most one of the most volatile teams in the NFL. Uh, but Washington ain't that far behind them at number 24. So it's number 30 and number 24 here. Um, so you don't exactly know what you're going to get from these teams week in and week out. Uh, with that said, like the Washington offense, not nearly as good as this New Orleans defense. New Orleans' defense throughout the season has actually been pretty good. It's been the offense, right? And, and we maybe should expect that from a Jameis Winston-led team. But... The New Orleans defense is number two in the NFL in uh, in DVOA. Uh, Washington's defense has not been what I expected them to be. They are number twenty eight in DVOA this year. I 
I'm going to roll with the Saints just based off of they were really good in weeks one and three. They were really bad in weeks two and four. That means, according to the calendar, they should be good this week. So so I'm going to roll with the Saints to uh, to get this cover here. So I'm uh, I, I'm getting phone calls. I don't even know what this is. All right, decline. There we go. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm rolling the Saints minus two here. Uh, it's less than a field goal. I, I, I feel pretty good about this. So I'm I'm going to take my football team. I've been with them all year. I'm not getting off now. Uh, this Saints team is weird. You're right. They're an every other week team. They they look great. They look terrible. They look great. They look terrible. Um, I, I I'm just I'm just going to roll with the football team. That's it. I don't know. I don't have any other reason other than I like them and. I want them to be better. I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a reason to take them, and that is they are the number one special teams unit in the league. Uh, New Orleans is sitting middle of the pack, number 14. And if you are a believer, like Chris and I are, uh, that is a big, big part of the game. There are three units in an in, in NFL game. There's special teams, there's defense, and offense. Uh, that's one-third of it. You don't see as many special teams plays, but... They are they are pretty good at it. So, <laughs> so with that yeah, said, my, my biggest my biggest fear, my biggest problem is is I don't think you know I, that that's not that's not what concerns me. This team is supposed to be really good on defense, and they're one of the worst defenses in the league this year. Yeah, it's they have not been good, not been good in that uh, in that aspect. So we uh, we shall see. I, I will tell you this: uh, really good offensive or really good uh, teams as far as the red zone goes. Uh, Washington's defense, number seven in red zone DVOA. New Orleans' offense is number five in that regard. And as far as the red zone for the the opposite side, uh, Washington's offense, number three in red zone DVOA. New Orleans' defense, number one in that regard. So it, once once these teams get into the 20, uh, we will see some very interesting football. You're going to see a lot of uh, switching of personnel. You're going to see a lot of things going on there that could make this game really, really interesting. Next one up, our last 1 p.m. game, and that would actually be, uh, let's see, the Eagles and the Panthers. The Panthers, a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home, total of 45. And, brother, like this this was not a difficult game for me to pick. I'm going to take the Panthers minus three-and-a-half. Uh, if you just look at each of these teams, it, it, the Panthers last week, yeah, they, they kind of got rocked by the Cowboys, but I feel like the Cowboys are rocking everybody right now. The Eagles have just not been super impressive. They've got some playmakers, but overall, uh, Carolina, number 12 in total DVOA, at Philly, number 20, and I think the Philly one might be a little bit of smoke and mirrors after that first game against the Falcons, right? So uh, if, if you want to look, you know, at, yes, special teams, again, Carolina's really bad at it. Um, Philadelphia's really good at it, but I, I don't know that that's going to matter in this spot. I, I think a good defense will be able to outmaneuver Jalen Hurts and that offense. They're going to be able to slow them down. They're going to be able to trick them. And and that's what I'm looking for in this game. I, I think the Panthers handled them pretty easily. Yeah, I'm with you. we see this one exactly the same. Uh, they're the better football team. It's not close. Um, they ran into a bus all the Cowboys, but I think they were in that Cowboys game for a minute. You know, they, I mean, they're, they're not as good of a team as them, but they're not a whole lot worse than them. And, and the gap between them and the Eagles, I think, is pretty sizable. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I mean, you you can look at the uh, comparable opponent there. Both of them have played the Cowboys. One was was close, and the other uh, scored garbage time points. Like, <laughs> you know, that's... I, it, well, I, let me take that back. Both of them scored garbage time points. 
Um, but I, I felt like the Panthers were in the game more with the Cowboys than the Eagles were. I will just say yeah. that. I will just say that. Uh, next one on the board. We're going to move to the afternoon slate. This is a around 4 p.m. Eastern time kick, and that would be the Chicago Bears heading to the Las Vegas Raiders. Chicago gets to go and play in Allegiant Stadium. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, these are two teams that overall DVOA, very, very similar. Uh, number 25 for Chicago, number 22 for Las Vegas. And I, I was all in on the Raiders. And... I saw them against the Chargers on Monday night and realized very quickly that things could be shifting for the Bears. The Bears are number eight uh, as far as defensive DVOA. They are really, really good on defense. Their offense, not great, but we saw some things out of them. They they changed up the scheme a little bit with Justin Fields. They let him throw the ball down the field. He was pretty successful. Now, it was against the Lions, but... This feels like it's just too many points here. This felt like more of a a field goal game. The games that the Raiders have won have been very, very tight games. And I would expect nothing nothing less here. I I expect this to be a field goal kind of game. I think Chicago is on on the way up. I think the Raiders have been through a gauntlet, and they are likely on the way down. I will uh I will take the Bears to cover five and a half here because I think their defense is going to show up in a big way. Oh, okay. I I still like I still like the uh, um Raiders? Uh, oh God. Raiders. Yep. I still like the Raiders. Man, my mind just went blank. Sorry. <laughs> I, I still like them a lot. I think they have a better football team. I think that loss will on Monday night will will kind of I don't know. I like taking teams where the whole country just saw something either really good happen or really bad happen. And I like going against the teams that the whole country just saw something really good happen. But that that's just kind of the way I feel it out and, and what I think. I can uh I can I can see where you're coming from with that. I can see where you're coming from with that. Uh you know what? Let's let's go to another game that involved one of those teams from the Monday night game. The Browns at the Chargers. Chargers a one point favorite at home, total of forty eight and a half. And brother, I am taking the Browns all day here. The everybody's all over the are the uh yeah, yeah, the Chargers right now. I I believe the Browns are just a significantly better football team. Um if you look at total DVOA, the Browns are number four in the league and the Chargers are number 14. Yes, the Chargers, I still think people are all over them because of the big win over the Chiefs, but they always play the Chiefs tight. Cleveland, number five in special teams DVOA. The Chargers, number 31. As far as the best unit on the field is actually going to be the Cleveland defense. So I will I will gladly take them in this matchup. I don't care that they're traveling. Uh, this is not West Coast to East Coast. This is East Coast to West Coast. So the Chargers uh, playing at a, a time that they're used to and the Browns playing at a time that's a little bit later and give them a little more time to rest, all that good stuff. So I will I will gladly take the Browns plus one because I think they're going to win this football game. Yep, I'm with you. Me too. We're, we're seeing this from the same as well. I think they're the better team. I think they're going to win the game. I, uh, I, I do wonder about the Chargers uh, rushing defense. I don't think their rushing defense is, is great. And and if that is the case, I mean, the Browns are going to be able to feast. So, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah see. they're just going to run the football all day long on them. Yeah, you won't have to worry about Baker Mayfield mistakes if he's not throwing the football. It's not that he's made really any this season, um, but I, I really, I like this, this matchup well, I mean, for the he Browns. looked like crap. He looked like crap Sunday. Like, I mean, he looked like 
one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen Sunday. He was awful. Yeah, he was but he was not great. He, um, he, he yeah. hasn't looked like that all year. You know, I can't explain it outside of it. It's just a bad game, man. I, I, I trust I trust the Vikings to be able to make a, a quarterback look bad much more so than I do the Chargers. I'll say that. Yeah. I will say that. Next game up, we got three more that we're going to hit. Uh, the 49ers at the Cardinals, and the 49ers are uh, a six-point dog on the road. Cardinals, you know, have been playing fantastic football. You know, they did have the the close game against the, uh, against the Vikings, found a way to win it. Uh, it was relatively close with the Jags, found a way to win it. Last week, they go to the Rams and just destroy them in their own stadium. Now they get to go back home. The 49ers coming off of a loss, and... And I, I tried every which way that I could to rationalize a San Francisco cover or even possible win here. And when I look at the numbers and I go back through the game scripts for, for the last however many games, man, I don't think that I don't think San Francisco is all that good. Like their defense has not been playing well. They can't get pressure on these quarterbacks. And if you can't get pressure on Russell Wilson and you can't get pressure on uh, Aaron Rodgers, I don't know that you're going to be able to do it against Kyler Murray with with how quickly he moves around uh, outside of the pocket. This this seems like a team that knows what they are in the Cardinals and a team that doesn't in the 49ers that's still trying to figure it out because, I mean, they, they benched Jimmy G and brought in Trey Lance. Like, they're still trying to figure this thing out, how it's going to work. You don't want to be going up against the team that's playing the best in the NFL uh, with a with a situation like that, I'm going to take the Cardinals minus the six. It seems like a lot of points, but you and I both know when we see a line that looks a little crazy, we might should go with with Vegas here because there's there's a lot of people in on the 49ers already early this week. I I'm going to roll Cardinals minus six. Yeah, man, we're seeing everything very very similar, and I, and I kind of I think that makes for a boring boring podcast, but. I'm not going to go the other way just just because. Uh, I think this Cardinals team is just a buttsaw right now. I said that earlier. Uh, I, I think until I see them play a bad game, you got to play them. You just have to play. They're just like the Bills right now. I think you ride them until they buck you, or you don't ride at all. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're 100% right. 100% right. Uh, we got two more games. We will start off. And then, of course, we got our, our super contest picks. But right now, uh, Sunday Night Football. Bills at the Chiefs. Talk about a monster matchup. You got Mahomes going against Josh Allen. Chiefs are a three-point favorite. Total total of 56.5 here. Again, odds brought to you by BetUS, where the game begins. Click the link in the description to get the sign-up bonus. Uh, man, like, how, how do you bet against the Bills right now? Like, <laughs> This Chiefs defense is, is the worst in the league, and it's not even close. Like, They are, they are as bad a defense, and, and it's... Yes, the offense can help make up for some of it because they do actually have the number one DVOA offense um, in a lot of different metrics. I think overall, uh, let me see, let me see. I'm pulling up my stats here. Uh, Overall DVOA, Buffalo is number one. Kansas City is number eight. Uh, Defensive DVOA, Kansas City is number 32. And offensive DVA, Kansas City is number one. Buffalo's defensive DVOA, number one. And Buffalo's offense is number 17. So yeah. Buffalo's offense has looked better after facing the Steelers. Last week, of course, the Chiefs get that 42-30 to 30 win over the Eagles, but the fact that their defense gave up 30 points to the Eagles is kind of kind of an issue. I, that is, 
yes, your defense is going to give up more points when you're when you're up big in a game. I understand that. But the Eagles look like they were able to move the ball fairly effectively on the Chiefs, in my opinion. I I will take Buffalo here all day. Like I, I think they're a little pissed about the way things went in the playoffs last year against the Chiefs. I think that I I I feel I feel much better about Buffalo than I do about Kansas City. I'll say that. So I will take Buffalo plus three. Um, even though this line looked ridiculous, maybe it's not ridiculous. How do you make how do you make Kansas City an underdog at home against anybody when you got Patrick no, Mahomes? You, you can't. The line is probably right. Okay, it just doesn't. It doesn't matter. I'm still. I'm still not taking. I'm still not taking uh, the Chiefs. I'm taking. I'm taking Buffalo. I think they're the better football team. I don't know that home field matters. I think they're going to win the game. Yeah, I. I'm with you. I'm with you. 100. percent I think that the Bills. Their offense is chugging right along. They are figuring things out as they go. Brian Dable, the job that he has done there, the offensive coordinator, he is he's he's another one of those, like a Joe Brady or like whoever else, that is kind of next in line for one of these head coaching jobs whenever they open up because what he has built in Buffalo is next-level kind of stuff, man. Like it, it's This was a, a Patriots tight end coach, you know? And I'm I'm shocked at what he's been able to do with Josh Allen. Just shocked. Yep. So pretty amazing. It it really is. It really is. So we're both riding Bills plus three on that. Now we've got our Monday night football game. And that would be the Indianapolis Colts going to the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens a seven point favorite, total of forty five and a half. And of course, this is a this is one of those spots where you like to think about the old school. Uh, NFL, right? Because obviously the Colts moved to Baltimore way back when, changed their name over to the Ravens. Uh, or no, 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 no. It was the Baltimore Colts that moved to the Indianapolis Colts. Um, and then yeah. Baltimore, of course, took the Cleveland Browns. My apologies on that. <laughs> Got my stories twisted. All, All these right. teams moving around. But uh, but yes, the, the Ravens are uh, playing really well. They still have a bunch of injuries, but they are figuring things out as they go. And as long as you got Lamar Jackson back there, you are going to be pretty good. But I... I feel like this is just way too many points. Um, Indianapolis has not been good, really, by any metric. Like, they're just, they're not a great football team right now. But it seems like they're getting some guys healthy. It seemed last week like things finally started to click for them against the Dolphins. I know the Dolphins are not a good football team, but they went on the road and they were able to win and, and look convincing doing it. The Ravens, of course, have also been through quite the gauntlet I think this Monday night spot, I expect a closer than the normal game. Maybe a, a twenty-one to seventeen, you know, a twenty-four to twenty, somewhere around there. I would expect the the Colts to be able to keep this within seven because I'm not looking at a blowout here. Like it, while the while the Ravens are really really good, and the Colts have not shown to be, I think the Colts can be. I, I like their roster here. I, I think the matchup suits them well. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Colts to cover. I don't think they can win, uh, but I'll take them to cover. This this is not possible. Did we pick every game the same? Um, nope. Washington and the Saints. Oh, okay. I was about to say I could. I, I was literally looking through the list, thinking where did we disagree? Because that, I'm with you. I love for, this for those that team. don't know. Don't, let me let me interrupt you. For those that don't know, we do not talk about these games before we come on the show, specifically so that no. we don't end up all picking the same. Um, 
But that's <laughs> this is kind of funny. All right, go ahead. I apologize. Well, it's just that we don't we don't want the other person's opinion to influence the other person's opinion. Right. Right. So that that's more of a, a reason than anything else. Um, I think these games are close. I don't think this Colts team is great, but I don't think the Ravens team is either. Like before the season started, you give me this line. I said, yeah, I think the Ravens because I think they're much better than them and they're going to kick their ass. But they're not anything special. The Colts are exactly what I thought they would be with Carson Wentz. Good. They're not great. He's not a good quarterback. I don't know why he would wait that on, on, on mediocre. Go get somebody good. Um, but the Ravens team have been a huge disappointment. Some of that's injuries. Some of that's just, you know, the way they performed. Um, so, yeah, I just think it's going to be a really close game. I think so as well. I, I would expect a field goal either way or a late touchdown, something like that, that would put somebody over the hump one way or the other. Um, I mean, would it shock me if the Colts go in and win? No, because I've, I've seen them do stuff like this uh, before. And I've also seen the Ravens lose to teams that they're not supposed to lose to. And, and this would be one of those situations. So we are both riding Colts plus seven. Let's dive into our super contest picks, and we'll roll through these uh, fairly quickly. I'm going to give you, oh, my, uh, so overall, overall, I'm 11 and nine overall. I went three and two last week. Chris, you are 10, eight, and two. Had two pushes already. Uh, and you were three and two as well last week. Uh, that that Chargers game uh, helped you out. You would have been two and three, and I would have been four and one, my friend. But instead, we both end up three and two. We both profit. That is all right with me. Uh, game number one for me. I'm going to ride like we already talked about. Rams minus two at the Seahawks. They seem to have the Seahawks number every single year, and now they have actually improved with uh, with their quarterback Matt Stafford and. I think the Seahawks are the same Seahawks that we have seen for multiple years now. I I expect the Rams to be able to cover this fairly easily on Thursday night. I got Eagles minus Panthers. Pan, uh, sorry, Eagles at Panthers. Panthers minus three and a half. Give me the Panthers. Uh, I, I I think this Eagles team is bad. I think this Panthers team is really really good. They ran into a, a, a probably a much better team in Dallas. Um, but but now they're they're back to playing the dregs of the league, and uh, and I think they kicked the crap out of them. I think so too. I think Jalen Hurts against that defense is a is a bit of a problem. Uh, game number two for me: Titans minus four at the Jags. They have kind of had the Jags number anyway over the years. Uh, it, this was a, a weird one for me to pick, but I think everybody is selling their Titan stock. Um, and a lot of people are selling their Jag stock as well. This is just two teams that, that nobody really wants to bet on right now. But I think the Titans are going to be a little more fired up to come out and be able to get a win here against the Jags. And I think that they're going to do it uh, in a, a big, big way. I think the Jags right now don't even care about football. They, they've been having all kind of meetings. They've been having to apologize for coach antics, all kind of mess. We talked about Urban Meyer to start the show. I, I, I think the Titans are in a much better position right now. And they're only having to give four points. I, I'll, I'll take that all day. Titans minus four at Jacksonville. I'm taking the Lions plus seven and a half at the Vikings. Listen, these divisional games outside of some of the uh, uh, Packers games are all pretty close, okay? The, the Vikings and the Lions and the Bears aren't a whole lot different from one another. Now, the Lions are undoubtedly worse than the Jaguars or than the, than the Vikings. Jeez, man, all these names going in my head. Um, the problem is, is I don't think they're a touchdown and a half worse. I just don't. I, I think this game's going to be close, and I think the Lions are going to fight like hell, and it wouldn't surprise me if the Lions got a win. 
Because at some point in time, teams get wins in this league. We just saw it last week. Two bad teams that we thought would never get a win got wins. Um, and so, yeah, I, give me all those points. They are, uh, by the way, the Lions are 4-6 and six against the spread, 3-7 and seven straight up in their last 10 against the Vikings. Uh, and they did cover the most recent win. They did not win it, but they, they lost at home 37-35 back in January. So, yeah, I... Uh, I can understand where you're coming from with that. Seven and a half feels like it, it might have just been too many points. Just too many points for a, a Vikings offense that can't seem to score. Um, do you know if Dalvin Cook's going to be back this week? Yeah, I think he's going to play. But like I said, I not, don't know. Not 100%. Like, yeah. I, I, would, I would imagine not. All right, game number three, Patriots minus 10 at the Texans. I don't need to say much about this. The Texans are, are awful. Uh, you know, Davis Mills against a Bill Belichick defense. like that, This is a recipe for disaster. I think Mac Jones and that offense found something last week for the Patriots, even in a loss against the Bucs. Uh, I think they're going to come out and and really, really put it on the Texans because they need to win in a big, big way. Uh, Pats are sitting, what, one and three right now? Uh, yes. I, I expect a big, big win on the road for the Patriots here. All right. So I'm not picking this game, but we didn't talk about it. I, I want to bring this up. Okay. Okay. People need to pay attention to the Patriots the rest of the season. All right. And it's not, I saw something special on Sunday night, all that bullshit. No, no, no. It's not. Bill Belichick, it has been wildly reported for decades now that Bill Belichick almost doesn't care about the first four weeks of the season because we, especially now that we have no preseason at all, he uses the first four weeks of the season as. Um, trying things. It's why he he runs out formations that he doesn't normally run out. It's why Brandon Bolden got like twenty eight touches the other day uh, when 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 uh, when White went down. It, it's not that that's he's just going to take White's place and he's going to get all White. He needed to know what he could put Brandon Bolden in and be successful later. So he put him in a bunch of different opportunities, and he didn't care about winning that game. Now insane to say the most competitive person on the planet, Bill Belichick doesn't care about winning the game. No, he cares about winning championships. He knows that's all that matters. And he understands that nothing you do today will matter if you don't win on, you know, in January and February. And so I'm not picking this game. It's 10 point road dog. That's insane. I just don't do that. But I'm telling you what you've seen the first four weeks is not what you will see the next eight weeks, nine weeks. It's just not. It's all going to be different. I I can understand anyway, that. I can understand that. My next my next pick. Number all three that. for Sorry. you. All right. Number <laughs> number three for me. I'm trying to get my phone to open back up. I went on that long soliloquy. Hey, give me the Broncos going to the Steelers, catching a point. This defense is really, really good. And, hey, I, I, I think – if anybody scores 15 points in this game, they're going to probably win the game by double digits, okay? But I think this Broncos defense it can get after Big Ben more than I think the Steelers defense can get after either one of the quarterbacks who ever plays for the Broncos simply because those guys are more mobile. They can at least run away, throw the ball away, do things like that. Ben just doesn't do that, and he's just going to stand there like a statue, like a big oaf, and just get destroyed over and over and over again. And this secondary for Denver, I'll take the secondary over the Steelers' secondary all day long. Juju Smith-Schuster on the sidelines. Listen, 
on the sidelines last week. This is not Aaron Rodgers looking at the tablet and throwing it down, that video, that gift that we've seen forever and ever and ever. This is – he sees – he's looking at something, he drops the tablet, and he puts two fists in his eyes and starts crying like a child, like my children cry with the two fists in the eyes, just rubbing their eyes. How anybody on earth would allow him to be in the locker room with them is just beyond me. I think that guy is just worthless. He's a cancer to the team. He's terrible. I wouldn't want him on my on my football team. Denver's going to put him in a shoebox and and ship him out to sea. <laughs> I uh... two fists in the eyes, crying. Gary, when was the last time you've seen? You've got a small child. You've got a son. Yeah. What, four years yeah. old. Uh, well, three, three. I, yeah, three, three. When was the last time he put two fists in the eyes and rubbed him and cried like that? Uh, I, will, I will tell you, it's getting just, up for school is is very difficult. So we 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 okay. had that recently, but okay. but yes, but, but this is but this is something a child does. Yes, yes. Now you're talking to a crybaby, okay? I'm a grown man that cries all the time, but I hadn't put my hands in my eyes and cried like that in he, some, he's, some decades, man. He's definitely something else. He's um at. So stats on the season, he's had 27 targets, 15 receptions, only 129 yards, uh, no touchdowns. Like he, I I don't know what to make of of him other than like he's he's washed. He's not he's not the dude. So. No, he's not washed. He's a one trick pony. If Ben could, if you had an offensive line that allowed Ben to stand there all day, and Ben could throw the football deep, I do think that he could take the top off defenses because that's what he used to do. But now they try to utilize because he's got speed. They try to utilize his speed and dumping the ball off either their short screen passes. Or so, but he can't get away from defenders anymore like that. He has to run in a straight line by them. But that takes four and a half seconds, and Ben ain't got four and a half seconds. And I don't know that Ben's got the arm to drop it forty-five yards anymore. So that's the problem. It's it, it, I it's it's not that he's washed. I think if he went to a team that had the ability to do those things, he would probably be unbelievable. But th- that doesn't take away from the fact that he is a damn baby. It, it is a little crazy to think about. He uh, he played at USC. Uh, he is only 24 years old. I mean, he was drafted in 2017. So it, the fact that I'm even having the discussion of whether or not he is washed is definitely not a, a promising sign. Um, no, not good. Not good. Uh, definitely not. Uh, Najee Harris actually has more receptions and more yards than uh, than he does. Uh, more yep. more receiving touchdowns, etc. Which is not hard considering Juju has none. But uh, but I don't think he has zero. So. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it, he, Steelers. He, you you me and him all have the same amount of touchdowns. The Steelers only have four uh, receiving touchdowns on the season, so you know, not a uh, not great. I, I was I was with you on this. The only thing that scares me is the fact that the Broncos uh, do not have. Any explosive, uh, their their explosive offense is gone with Jerry Judy got a, and and Hamler out, right? They they got a, they got a better kicker, and 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 if you told me which secondary could take the ball to the house better, who would you put your money on? Uh, don't get me wrong. If I had to choose, like yeah, I would I would take Denver in this game, hundred yeah. percent. Just yeah. uh, just based yeah. on everything, um, their offense is better than Pittsburgh's defense. And their defense is better and, than the offense. Let's say, let's say, let's say we get a zero zero tie. I still win because I get a point. <laughs> that's that's a very good point. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, we still All got right, two we got, more I got two more games. You got, yeah. you got two more, right? Uh, yes, two more. Uh, I'm going to take the Cowboys minus seven at home against the Giants. Uh, I think that Giants game that we saw in New Orleans was more to do with New Orleans than it was with the Giants. Um, Daniel Jones is not a good quarterback. I'm going to take the Cowboys minus seven here. I know it's a lot of points, but this Cowboys team looks ruthless right now, and they, I think they're going to have a ton of success passing on this Giants defense. Uh, so give me the Cowboys minus seven. Yep, we agree on that. We agree on that. That's that's one of my games as well. I'll give you my last game. Bills plus three at the Chiefs. I, listen, we faded the Chiefs forever, right? Yep. And, and, and it worked. It worked. They were like 12-1 and one against our uh, – 1-12 and 12 against the spread of 13. Then they covered last weekend. Starting a new streak this week. <laughs> Betting against the Chiefs. Taking the Bills. I think the Bills win the game outright. I think they're a better football team, man. I uh, that's actually my last game as well. <laughs> Boom! We have to finish I'm, this thing quick. Yes, yes, you are correct about that. No, I I'm fully on board with you. Uh, the Bills are playing like the uh, possibly the best team outside of the Cardinals. Uh, maybe better than the Cardinals. That'd be a hell of a game right now, wouldn't it? Um, but yep. that would that would certainly be uh, my my pick here. I think the Bills are a better football team than the Chiefs, and I don't care that it's being played at Arrowhead. So give me give yep. me the Bills plus three. Uh, anything else that we need to uh, that we need to discuss? Nope, that's it. I gotta go. Well, that sounds good. I'll go ahead and let you get out of here, and then I'll <laughs> close the show, brother. See you guys. All right, that is going to wrap up winning cures everything for the October sixth show. Hopefully, you all are having a good morning, a good afternoon, whenever you are listening to this, whatever it is. We certainly appreciate all of you for tuning into the show, giving us a little bit of time each week to uh, to let us talk about. These, these NFL and college football games. We have a good time talking about it. And uh, and if you would, so kindly, make sure that you are subscribed to the channel if you are not already. Leave a nice five-star review on Apple Podcast, And, of course, on YouTube, jump into the comments. We want to hear your opinions on these games. Tell us if we're right, if we're wrong, what you think about the show. Uh, tell us what we need to change. We had somebody come in last week and say that the show used to be so good. Uh, wish it could go back to like it was. I would, uh, I would appreciate you telling us uh, exactly how you would like for us to change it. We, um, we are open to suggestions. We are always willing to do what you guys would like because you guys drive the show. So we appreciate you for hanging around with us. Uh, we've been doing it for six years now. So there will be a little bit of evolution every, every season as we go along. But, uh, but yeah, with that said, of course, go over to winningcureseverything.com. Make sure that you are subscribed where you need to subscribe. And, of course, like I said, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That certainly helps us out. Gets us out in front of more fans. Helps us out as far as algorithms and whatever else. So we uh, we don't really have a, a media marketing department here. So anything you can do to share the show, tell your friends, all that certainly helps us out. Uh, with that said, oh, the show brought to you by BetUS. I've mentioned it multiple times, but there's a link in the description to get signed up. Promo code is NCAAF2021. You get a 125% deposit bonus up to $2,500. I mean, it is ridiculous. So make sure that you are signed up for that. Um and I think that's it. Go and check out Chris's SBR College Football Show. Check out my Bet US College Football Show. Links are in the description for those as well. And with that said, you guys go ahead and do us a, a massive favor and, uh, and make sure that you are subscribed everywhere. You share out the show. Go and check out the other shows. And do us a favor and take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And, and hopefully, all of your NFL tickets will cash this weekend. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. 
If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at winningcures, at GaryWCE, or at ChrisBGiannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.